You're listening to How Did I Get Here? A deep dive into our journey to find the dream job. I'm your host, Jason Fish, and today I'm joined by Robert Urban, the recently retired global head of Johnson Johnson Innovation. Welcome, Robert. Thank you, Jason. How are you? Good. To start off, can you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and Johnson Johnson as a whole? Well, let's start with Johnson and Johnson. So, Johnson and Johnson, I'd like to believe, is a household name in the in the minds of many across the world. It's one of the largest healthcare companies, and is principally known for its consumer products. Uh, many of us have needed a band aid, or have perhaps had Johnson and Johnson baby shampoo, or Neutrogena, Avena. There's a a number of brands that are quite well recognized around the world that are part of the consumer business. Uh, what some people don't recognize is that Johnson & Johnson is also one of the world's largest medical device companies. Uh, very rarely is there a surgery that takes place around the world that doesn't have one of the Johnson & Johnson medical products associated with it. It could be sutures, could be things that are used for surgery or some of the implants that are needed to replace uh, joints and things of this type. And it's also one of the fastest growing pharmaceutical companies. And so it's a, a very large organization based uh, on these three sectors um, and a great privilege that I had to be part of their uh, leadership team for, for a number of years. Uh, I myself am a scientist um, trained in, in immunology and structural biology and uh, as a derivative of that uh, wound up being quite interested in the mechanisms by which disease and health and wellness uh, actually uh, play out and have been involved in helping to take that science into the development of a number of different kinds of products through some of the companies I helped to start myself as well as many that I've helped uh, uh, entrepreneurs and, and um, other uh, researchers help develop on their own. And so most of your time at Johnson Johnson, you were working within Johnson Johnson Innovation. So can you tell me a little bit more about that and, and where does that fall within the umbrella of J&J? Mm -hmm. So Johnson Johnson Innovation is a, a standalone entity. It's a, a subsidiary uh, doesn't really matter, but that's just how it's structured. But basically, it is the investment platform that J&J &J uses to work with uh, innovators across the world. And so the teams are, are distributed into uh, a number of different formats. We have four innovation centers that are uh, home to quite a number of the people who are part of Johnson & Johnson Innovation. There's one in Silicon Valley that's now based in South San Francisco. There's one here in Boston, which is where I'm calling in from today. Uh, there's one based in London and there's one in Shanghai. Uh, there's other individuals who are associated with Johnson Johnson Innovation that are part of the incubator facilities that we have, something called J-Labs or a, uh, a set of um, laboratories that are spread around the world. There's a number of those. There are people who are part of Johnson Johnson Innovation that are, are part of our, our headquarters that work from New Jersey, New Brunswick, that help us manage the, the financial and other components of the of the operation. So people are spread around the world uh, with the sole mission of working together to identify uh, innovators who are working on projects that could eventually be a set of uh, products that we might help them bring to people all over the world. And as global head of Johnson Johnson Innovation, what did your job look like on a daily basis? Yeah, well, I, I was um, really, I think, responsible for, for helping people know what we're doing. And so, you know, I was an important part of the connection back to the operating teams. Uh, so 
the company is run, as I said, from New Jersey. So a significant fraction of the strategy would emerge from the leadership discussions that we'd be having in, in New Jersey. Uh, and I would, you know, make certain that the various leaders that we had in the, in the locations, wherever they might be, were as well connected as they could be to that strategy. Uh, so that as they were trying to look for innovation, that would be uh, potentially interesting that we could assure that the kinds of things that we would invest in would, would really be durably of strategic interest to J&J. &J. So a lot of that was communication and connection and, and helping uh, a global organization fit together as sort of one team. And what was your favorite part of your job? Well, it's it's a remarkable thing to work with people who are passionate about inventing new medical solutions. Right? There's perhaps nothing more rewarding than to see a, a piece of science turned into some kind of transformative new solution. Right? When we have medical problems, it's you know, one of the most vulnerable moments in our lives. And to know that there are things that we can turn to, medicine perhaps, or some type of procedure or other, other kinds of technology that we might rely on for us and our families to use to make us better again, right? It's a, a really uh, exciting field to be in. And, you know, being inside of j, j Innovation, we were able to work alongside some of the most uh, creative and inspiring and passionate innovators uh, focused on healthcare innovation around the world. Quite a, quite a fun thing to do every day. Yeah, absolutely. Do you have a couple examples of the types of innovators or startups that you've worked with? Uh, are there a couple that stand out to you? Yeah, well, I think you have to say all your children are your favorite, right? So there, there can't be, in, in my view, a, a, a way to say it other than that. But, you know, there are, are remarkable things that are happening in science that uh, we had a chance to participate along collections of, of innovators. Uh, one of the areas that's becoming quite uh, clearly relevant for a number of different medical conditions is something called your microbiome. So, you know, we have uh, only relatively recently begun to pay uh, closer attention to the microorganisms that live on and in us that we depend on quite significantly for our overall health and well-being. We've tended to think of bugs and bacteria as the things that made us sick. Well, what we haven't paid as much attention to over the history of medicine is the interdependence that we have on those organisms for us being healthy. And so we were able to work alongside some really interesting companies that were doing uh, new types of products that helped us first understand what is it that is this microbiome? Uh, what does it look like? How complicated is it? Uh, how might it change during situations that might be associated with uh, uh, medical problems? And then try to fix that, right? How does one treat that? How might you remove some of the challenges that are actually causing some of the problems. Uh, overuse of antibiotics, as an example, is something that's known to be a, a very a worrisome component in, in our overall health and well-being of our, of our microbiome. So that's an, in, in an example area. Um, in other settings, we, we had a chance to you know, work in, in the, the robotics uh, space to help uh, develop companies that will take uh, surgery to a whole new level and help to build some interesting companies working alongside Google and other organizations like that to bring technology into the surgical environment in ways that uh, in the past it hasn't been as, as robustly used. Uh, the list is long. Yeah, absolutely. What are the key stepping stones that have enabled you to get to and succeed at Johnson Johnson Innovation? Well, as you said in the beginning, I retired, which was you know a, a wonderful transition for me. I, I was privileged to be in the role while I had it and enjoyed 
every day, but I uh, have chosen to spend other days that I have left in my career and in ways that are a, a little bit more um, uh, distributed than, than just the healthcare the side of what I've focused on for such a large fraction of my career. But for, for me, I would say that, you know, what, what has been important is to be technically uh, oriented. And so having trained as a scientist and thought deeply about, you know, the, the way in which you of evaluate a hypothesis and generate the evidence that helps to support or refute, you know, a, a given question is a, has turned out to be a, a really important uh, component of my background and my training. It's helped me uh, uh, throughout my entire career um, in the settings of, of trying to identify and prove what kinds of uh, medical solutions would be the ones that are the most likely to be uh, robust. So I've, I've always relied a lot on that training, uh, even though it's you know taken me into things that involve more of an investor setting or involved in management and helping to develop people. I would say that you know the one thing that has always been indispensable for for me in my career arc really has my ability to analyze a situation, uh, interrogate data, begin to forecast what might be the kind of evidence that we would need to see next to continue to you know, to believe that a, a given piece of science is going to turn into something that might be a transformative medical solution. So I would say I, I still consider myself to be a scientist and, uh, you know, have been very uh, uh, lucky to have had that training in the career that I've had the uh, privilege to have. What was the most difficult part about leading innovation at such a large company? Well, you know, I had the great opportunity to help bring in some remarkable leaders. So I, I uh, would say the you know, I could theoretically worry that, you know, it's not going to get done well. I don't worry about that at all. They have some extraordinarily exciting uh, new leaders that have been uh, recruited to help um, build out the next chapters of, of J&J. So it's certainly difficult to uh, not spend time with these people each, each and every day because they are just remarkable, both the people on the team as well as the people that we, we work with. Uh, I still have an opportunity to do that in a number of different settings that I, I still am very much in, involved in. Um, but it, it was a privileged uh, company to be party to, and certainly one that one has to, I think, say is sad to, to leave. But uh, I'm absolutely comfortable you know, that the teams that are in place now are going to do as good, if not a better job than we've ever done before. Now, how does communication across the entire company work? And would you say that Johnson Johnson Innovation is probably one of the companies that connects you know, the entire umbrella the most? Well, we are an important part of the connection, you know, and the bigger you get, you know, one of the key challenges that all large organizations have is that, you know, communication becomes one of the key constraints, right? How do people know what's going on, you know, when you're spread across the world in different time zones, focusing very much on what you got to get to do today, you know, how do you keep an eye and ear out for what others are doing and so that you might want to get involved or, or uh, share information that would be uh, relevant. Um, and so you have to build systems, you know, so we've put a lot of time and energy on communicating within the companies, right? Trying to make sure that people across J&J could uh, know what we're doing and could find a way to get involved if that was appropriate. But it also a really important part of, of our role was to communicate to the outside world, right? To give the entrepreneurs of the world a clear sense of what a partnership with a company like J&J would it would require? What are we looking for? What are our expectations? We had to put a lot of time and energy into that type of communication as well. And, you know, perhaps if there's, there's a, 
you know, anything that one, I think, almost in a, in a universal way has to be good at to, you know, develop effectively in your own personal career is to, to work at that, to get better and better at knowing what it takes to ensure that what you're trying to share with other constituents is understood, right? That you get good at knowing what it takes to exchange information, have it be clear, have it be uh, actionable if that's uh, needed. But, you know, the communication part is something I, I uh, certainly consider to be a tremendously important skill for me, but a skill for, you know, everyone in the team. It's not, uh, not a thing that anyone can uh, take for granted. Of course. And going off of that, what's some advice that you can give to someone listening who has a passion for innovation and healthcare? Well, you know, I would say that the, you know, the most innovative people that I've had the privilege to, to work with and, and prior to J&J, I had uh, a wonderful uh, quite a number of years at MIT working with some of the most uh, innovative people uh, in the academic setting who've done remarkable things and creating all kinds of companies and training remarkable new leaders that could uh, take their ideas forward. What you tend to find is that people who are highly productive in these ways have this knack for aspiring beyond their own personal potential. They see problems that they would like to participate in solving, but they themselves are, uh, uh, let's call it inadequate to be able to accomplish, that they will have to, in order to address those problems, be highly collaborative, that they'll find ways to work well with others who can bring sort of missing pieces of the puzzle to that. So, what I would say is that for those who are interested in innovation is to think beyond what you can do. Think you know, about what really needs to be accomplished in your view, uh, things that you really think are transformative contributions, and then figure out who do you need to work with you know, to help you bring what you can do into the problem statement and work you know, in a collaborative kind of way to achieve something that you'd never be able to do by yourself. And my final question for you is, what is the biggest turning point in your life and how did that alter your path? Well, that's a, that's a hard one to put a pen in, Jason. I would say for, for me, you know, one of the, maybe one of the things that being trained as a scientist was perhaps particularly helpful for is that when you, when you do science uh, each and every day, what you get quite used to, uh, I hate to use the word comfortable with, but you certainly get used to is the fact that very seldom does something work, right? Very rarely do you really feel like you've proven something. Most of the time you you come up way with more questions than you do answers. So it, it sets you up in a way that I would say has a, 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 an as, aspect of resilience, you know, that you, you get as a, a person who's working on the hard problems that science seeks to, to solve. But when things do work, because you have had to go through so many uh, iterations to get to a point where all of a sudden the day, you know, where it does actually begin to work, it's extraordinary, uh, extraordinarily rewarding. And so I'll certainly never forget the days when I, you know, had the privilege of seeing some of the first clinical trial results, you know, for some of the products that had come from our work and some of the companies that I helped to to form. And it's just extraordinarily re- rewarding to know that something that you've helped invent and help to nurture can actually you know, be used by people to help address something that you know, they feel like might be taking their life. And so that certainly is enough uh, of a reason uh, to jump out of bed quite early and be quite excited by what you get a chance to do every day. Okay, so that's it. 
you want to learn more about Robert Urban, former global head of Johnson & Johnson Innovation, his LinkedIn profile is linked in the description below. Don't forget to subscribe to How Did I Get Here on your podcast platform of choice. New episode next Wednesday. Happy holidays and until next time.